Hi, welcome to Agora Community Radio, the podcast for artists in the animation industry who want to listen and learn on the go. This episode is from our Q&A sessions, where David and Brent answer questions from the audience and also any questions from our social media followers. You can always head on over to our website, agora.community, to watch the full video, or if you just want to listen to what we think are the most interesting bits and pieces of these conversations, you can listen to the Agora Bytes clips on this channel. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Well, hello there. Hopefully everyone hear me and see me okay. I was having some pretty gigantic technical issues right before we started, which is why we're a little bit late. Um, my computer d- did the thing where it decides that it just kind of doesn't want to work anymore and you have to like turn it off, which is always nerve wracking because you know, you're expecting that blue screen of death when it comes back. Um, I, um, so yeah, this is a bit of a quick change of plans, um, that just sort of, uh, happened within the last few hours. That's basically how we do things here at Agora. We, uh, kind of just run, roll with the punches, basically. Um, as some of you probably know, a very interesting and very impressive, um, new season of, um, Love, Death and Robots sort of showed up suddenly on the scene over at Netflix. Uh, for those who may not have Netflix, um, you might not know what the hell I'm even talking about. But for those who do, which is probably most of you, um, it's pretty impressive. There's They're on season three now. Three, I think, right? Yeah, season three. This is the third season. Um, and um, there are um, some really amazing additions. Um, and one of those additions happens to be a repeat director. Um, um, I, I always butcher his name, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best to say it. And then um, our, our two guests can... can can you know, pretty much make fun of me when they come on. But Alberto Miego, I think, is somewhere around there. I, my, my, my Spanish ling- linguistics aren't, uh, aren't exactly uh, so great. So uh, anyways, I've never met him in person, but I'm a very big fan of, fan of his work. He did, uh, he, he directed um, a couple things you might know about, um, which are, I would say, uh, the first season of uh, Death, uh, Love, Death and Robots. Uh, there was a, an episode in there called The Witness. Um, which I believe both of our guests worked on as well. Um, Agora did some work on that one, and of course, the new installment of uh, of this uh, of of this particularly amazing director uh, called Jabaro, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, the, he, he also directed um, um, the cinematic kind of I think the the release teaser or trailer for um, for uh, Watchdogs Legion. Um, which a lot of people don't know that he did that, but he did. It's actually quite amazing. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely go take a look. And um, also just got an Academy Award recently for his work on The Windshield Wiper, which is another um, amazing piece of his work that you should all probably check out. Um, And I guess other than that, um, another thing he's quite famous for is uh, working on very, very early development for Into the Spider-Verse. He did a bunch of animatic-like work to to kind of develop develop the the, the sort of the the visual style and language. And it's funny because I feel like anybody who ever seen his early work like that will often say that that should just go out (laughs) you should just ship it because the animatics are literally next level um unbelievably full of character and and energy and um basically the film almost has a hard time just matching that level um obviously there's a lot more detail uh that suddenly gets poured in there but um but cinematically and sort of emotionally it's like it feels like it's already all there i'm sure um our two guests will will agree so we actually um we set this up with remy contois he's one of the supervising animators on on, he actually worked on both of these uh, installments, both The Witness as well as um, Jabaro. And we actually have a super surprise appearance uh, for of Jacob Gardner. We, our very own Jacob Gardner also worked as a supervisor on this. So uh, we'll have lots of lots of anecdotal stories to tell. So let's bring him in and uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Jabaro and what that was like. Remy Comatois. I live in Quebec. I should be better than that. I'm sorry. It's already pretty close. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I, I appreciate that. And Jacob Gardner. This one's a little easier <laughs> for my English tongue. Hello, Jacob Gardner. How it's are a you? lot easier. Hello. Yeah, it's a little easier. Uh, thanks for hanging out tonight, both of you. It's, uh, I know it was last second, but uh, I figured, um, you know, why not take an hour to celebrate this um, obviously very, very hot topic right now. I think a lot of people obviously want to hear about what it was like to work on it, what it was like to just touch such 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 genius. I think. Um, what was it like? Where do we even start? Where do we even start? Do you want to go? Uh, that's a good question. No, yeah. I have no idea where to begin. <laughs> well, it's, it's okay, a oh. gigantic 
chaotic thing. Well, why don't we start? Let's start just 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 for fun. Let's just just set the stage a little bit and talk really quickly about the witness and what like because because that really set the stage, right? That was the first one uh, for the season one, the witness, and a lot of people took note back then because it was pretty amazing. The witness for those who um, may, maybe watched the season but didn't remember, it's the one where it was like a loop. A guy, you know, he looks across uh, the, the apartment building uh, alley and he sees somebody, what seems to be someone killing someone, like a woman. And so then there's this huge chase, which is epic through this sort of cities. It ends up at like this weird striptease bar and like it's very, very, very abstract in many, many ways. And it en- ends up kind of, spoiler alert, it ends up kind of going back to the apartment buildings and it looks like the roles had reversed and it looks like they're about to go back into that same loop. And it, you get this feeling after you watch it, that you're like, oh my God, are these people doomed to just play this loop on forever and ever very 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 amazing piece and you both worked on that right. um maybe yes. maybe talk and really quickly for, about what um, that was like. i was just going to add that a, a visual cue that a lot of people remember is it's the one with the woman who smeared the her lipstick, lipstick. yes yeah when yes. she witnesses the murder so yep um that was the first one that i worked on with alberto and that was what your second or third remy that you had worked on with him uh, it was actually oh, my well, my second in the sense that I I worked. Um, we started working on the windshield wiper a long oh, time before the witness. I, I had no uh, idea. Yeah, yeah. So so I think it took like six years to to complete that that short film. Uh, oh the man, windshield wiper. So well, yeah, congratulations we started... then, because I mean that well, won you. an Academy Award. So nice job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm proud of, of being part of this. I would be too. Uh, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, that's that's how I, I actually started. That was my first project with Alberto. It was this this project. I, like we weren't even paid for this. It's all like just people getting together to work on that that short film, which is the windshield wiper. Um, and we we worked on that like on and off between between projects between work. So Alberto went to Sony, uh, but we started before going to Sony, and then he left Sony, uh, and then we kept working on windshield wiper. So it was really on and off like that. And then he went to to do the witness with a blur. Um, for Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, so this is where I kind of, from since then, I kind of stuck to him somehow uh, and followed him onto his other projects. Uh, so yeah, this is how I, I ended up working on, on The Witness. Right. I like it. You and after that, both of us him. worked on Watch Dogs as well. Oh man. Okay. I, I did not know that you worked on that as well. That's for, that's crazy. Yeah. So you've literally pretty much just sort of like, you're just bandwagon hoppers at this point, just sort of essentially yeah. whatever he's working on, get involved. Um, pretty much. yeah. Yeah. Which is probably uh, not a terribly uh, ter- uh, bad idea considering the amazing reactions that uh, these uh, pieces of work end up typically generating. Um, whenever anything he drops shows up on the scenes, um, you can, you could bet that you're going to see social media kind of light up and uh, talk a little bit about it. It kind of reminds me of like what happened when Arcane kind of dropped on onto the world and everyone's like, oh my God, it sort of invigorates and energizes the animation community because uh, why, why do you think that is? What about his work do you think get pulls? Like, I mean, it's, I'm sure there's many things, but in your mind, if you had to pick a couple things at the top of your mind, what makes his directorial influence feel like it stands out amongst the rest? For me, I think I'd, I'd say that he he dares to do stuff that he likes, mm. uh, and he dares to to go and do stuff for adults, uh, and push the boundaries. Um, that's funny because when I when I was actually on Arcane, uh, there was also <laughs> he's got everything. Casual, yeah, casual <laughs> there. Um, I, I talked with the supervisor there, uh, and it, it's actually the witness who got me uh, hired at uh, at Fortiche for for Arcane. Um, and I, I was, you know, casually talking with a supervisor and this is where we, we kind of came, came to like this, this chat where what's nice about these shorts is that it kind of pushes the boundary to a limit. And that makes it so that, uh, other people see that as like, oh, they pushed it that far. So maybe we can push it a little bit more in that direction, you know? So, so a little bit more adult, a little bit more drama, a little bit more, you know, different in a way. Uh, so yeah. I think that's 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 what he's he's kind of doing in that sense, and he's bringing that to to the mainstream. I think that's that's also very right. Important. So rather than yeah. making something for the mainstream, he makes something that he wants to make a vision that he has that is off the beaten path and original and fresh. But it just so happens to be that 
it, it's it's compatible with the mainstream. So the mainstream sort of gobbles it up and uh, makes it feel like people are uh, people are watching something that feels new and and untapped, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's it. And then he's he's obviously an amazing artist too. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, does, well, he does these amazing paintings. Uh, if you if you'd see like sometimes uh, you know paintings. on which on on wiper, um, <clears throat> he would shoot his own references because we didn't have the budget uh, mm. and everything. So it was often him filming himself, <laughs> and you can see like his his place with all all these paintings all <clears throat> all over the place. Uh, and he's just an amazing artist overall as well. So yeah, yeah. This is my surprised face. I mean, I just, I, it, it would be weird for him to not be some sort of prolific sort of visual genius. Like, I'm not even a little bit surprised. I mean, it, it, for for those who are interested, you should just go to go to uh, go to YouTube and type in um, um, Spider Man um, animatic, and you'll find somewhere in there it'll come up in the in the first page for sure. Um, and you'll see a bunch of these tests that he did, and you'll get a taste of what his animatics look like, and then you you will see the kind of creative sort of genius that is that lies within um, Alberto because it's 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 just so like it's it's so clear that he's got such a very clear vision on what what the film is going to be basically at such an early stage in development. Um, uh, and I assume that all I, I haven't worked on any of his work, so I, I assume that all his work is sort of starts like that. Is that his process basically all the time, starting with a really, really like very, very detailed animatic? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, for for this one, for Hibero in particular, uh, obviously I can't dance, <laughs> and I can't do, I can't pull off the. Why is that obvious, like Remy? Why any is that obvious? It. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I have that. I can't dance. You know, <laughs> Maybe I can, but no. I, I didn't size um, you up and immediately think you couldn't dance. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you were an amazing dancer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So um, he got he got tons and tons of references. So from the start, uh, he does start with the animatic. He comes up with this amazing, you know, thing, and he does it all on his own. And mm -hmm. and the craziest thing, and I think Jacob can 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 testify, is like uh, we saw the pile of drawings. For the for his animatics, because he does it all by hand on That's paper. That's I've heard. Yeah, Jake was telling me this. Crazy. He scans them, uh, wow. and then puts them into After Effects, uh, and then then applies color and uh, and everything. And it's it's just amazing. And, and you could see like it's towers and towers of paper for oh, fifteen man. minutes short. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. And the work in After Effects is quite um, quite in in depth too, because he works in layers like it's like there's like it, there's already what i find the most interesting about his animatics is how much depth there is because he, he, he breaks it all down into layers so there's like this nice parallax so the camera feels very very well sorted out right from the very beginning it's like it's like Absolutely. cameras as much of a character as anything else yeah it's it's not like an uh other storyboard animatics that you might have seen in other yeah. pieces where it's like one drawing after another timed That's out right. to the proper yeah. timing it's that they are in 3D Draw. space in After Effects with right. drawings on different layers. So, and he does yeah. have a camera in After Effects. So he's yeah. moving the camera with that parallax shift, like you mentioned, while each of the drawings <laughs> is changing to show that yeah. he's animating it on like fours and eights and stuff. It's nuts. It's just, you can very clearly see the entire vision. Early oh, yeah. On. Yeah. And what's it like? Because I mean, I'm sure you've both worked on the gamut, like you've worked on probably projects where there's very little vision. You know, if you're lucky, you have storyboards all the way to probably this on the other end of the spectrum. And like, I'm like, what are the what are the positives of working uh, in a production where there's such a tight, very clear vision from the very beginning versus maybe a little bit more loose? What, what would the positives be there? I would say the positive is that working for someone who knows what they want is really mm -hmm. refreshing. There's not a lot of um, figuring things out along the way, not a lot of redoing mm. um, because things change along the way. It's it's he knows what he's after. And as long as we can achieve that, everything's great. And, and he's also very good at communicating what he wants with mm. shooting reference uh, and getting actors and getting all of that animatic stuff very clear very early. Is there a catch? What's the cost of that? Like having someone who's got such a clear, powerful, very... I'd say the the biggest cost is just that everything has to go through him. So it's just a, mm. the unfortunate slowdown where there's not enough time. Right. Because um, he's a single the, person, obviously. It's yeah, hard not to be a bottleneck. He's, yeah. he's got it all in his head. So he, <laughs> you know, all of it is up there. And so he's got oh, yeah. to communicate that to every single department. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's the real catch, I think. But it 
works out because then you get, like Remy was saying, a, a clear singular vision, uh, mm. not something that's been done by committee or things like that. So uh, how long does it take him to produce these antibiotics? Do you know? Like how, like, is it like, is he like, because by the sounds of it, it's a, it's a Herculean amount of work. But I mean, do, do we have any idea as to how long it takes for him to kind of produce this kind of? How, I think it was how... like two years from when we first started talking to him. Oh, wow. It, so it's oh, wow. So he's, he's been stewing on this for two years, perfecting this whole film, basically in animatic form. Yeah. All right. So I will, uh, I will go to the Q&A. Let me take a look. <laughs> Let's start this one. That's, that's a funny one. Can you explain the ending? <laughs> like I know, maybe um, you both have a completely different version of the ending in your mind because it is kind of abstract in many ways. So, which, what's the ending in your mind, Remy? I think the the ending is whatever you want to think the ending is. <laughs> mm. um, but I mean, for me, for me, I think it it has to do with. Um, well, there, I think there's many things. There's many layers uh, to it, and that's why it's, it makes it so interesting because you can watch it multiple times and then understand a completely different way of of what it means and how you know you know what what's the message is um and so so for me the ending is one of them at least could be uh that it's it's about nature and that's one that we kind of tried to pull out of alberto but i think i think it's again multiple things uh but nature in the sense of uh there's this creature that is wild and nature can can be very you know dangerous um mm. and cause a lot of arm um but it, it's, it's also beautiful. Uh, and then there's this human side of us who just like takes all the resources, all the gold and all that stuff. Uh, and then at the end, it ends up killing us. Um, in, in <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's one, one of the possible, you know, interpretations I feel like. Right. Jacob. Uh, to go in a slightly different direction than the the nature thing it, alberto has always said that it's about two predators as well mm -hmm. i mean on top of many mm -hmm. other things so i to me the ending is that she she was originally the predator and then like everything got taken from her um she was a shell of who she used to be and in her rage and torment and um i don't know the right words but just like she's a totally broken shell of who she used to be and in that moment she's doing everything she can to regain something. And she's mm. just left uh, incomplete at the end. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I like, what I thought when I saw the end, but uh, yeah, both those make a lot of sense. It's, I guess it's like, it's obviously metaphorical, right? Like I think that it was like Remy said, it was built in a way that allows you to sort of project any sort of, there's so many themes that would fit so tidily into that, uh, that sort of, the conflict that we see kind of play out there's something very human about it you know very um you know the sort of yeah it's uh it's it's funny i i i i almost have i would have to reflect a little longer for me to even have a really clear idea as how i felt about it but it just felt profound that's for sure um how about uh i'll just gonna go up right up the list here of questions how much research study reference armor etc versus animating like i mean how much how much work went into i guess the preparation of animating for this um, the, the research was, was, I mean, it, in terms of time, it didn't take too long. Um, I mean, I think Alberto ha again, had a really clear vision and that, that was very, you know, helpful in that way, because what he wanted is something, um, that was true to the original, like real armors in real life, how you would find them at that time and that specific, you know, era. Um, so, uh, in terms of, uh, us you know, looking for how to actually animate that armor. Uh, we had to do research in like actual museums, look at tons of videos of, of people wearing those armors. Uh, we had found this this amazing gif of, of like, I think it was Jacob who brought that one up where it was like this, this boot uh, that had like this crazy flexibility to it. Uh, and that would like where the toes would touch like the, the, the top of the boot. Uh, so, so all these inter or overlapping layers of armor, and you can see that when it bends, they all like slide up onto the previous one so that it allows mm -hmm. for that flexibility, that sort of stuff that mm -hmm. is, you know, in integral to animation, to rigging, to modeling in, in a circle. They all have to coordinate together to make those things functional. Yeah. And, and as you know, in the animatic, um, when we first saw it, there was no armor. 
So Alberto likes to, whenever he does his, his animatic, he also, I, I believe, films his own references for his animatic uh, by himself. So uh, it, he doesn't have an armor. So it's not there in the animatic. Um, so uh, this is where we look at the animatic and we see like, oh, crazy dancing and wow, that's super cool. And then and then we, we kind mm -hmm. of understand that, oh, it's in armor. <laughs> so this brings up that this, this sort of quick like panic. Yeah. Um, but then it's it's really with with searching and, and studying the armors and how it was done and how it was moving and focusing on how they move. So it's all about slits and overlapping of metal plates. Uh, so even like, for example, one of the modifications that we did is that before we had like this full plate armor that was in one piece. Uh, but in order for us to have uh, an actual possibility to bend the spine, uh, we needed to add a slit there. So we looked at museums again, and we looked at different armors, uh, and some of them did have this slit in there that would allow people to actually bend forward. Um, so this is this is how the whole yeah research happened. Mm. And I, as uh, for reference, I see reference listed in that question. I'm not sure if it's about animation reference, hmm. but Alberto did get actors and dancers and choreographers um, shot the entire film in reference with um, getting those people to act out the scenes. It wasn't shot like camera shot per camera shot. <laughs> it was all on a stage with cameras just really wide where you could see the entire body of the person, whether it was going to be a close up or not, uh, and shot every shot with that. And so we had very detailed reference from professional actors and dancers with um, what he wanted to see. And so that made it very clear for us. I assume, though, with all that work, you would still find yourself probably cheating, like, tremendously to make some of those shots work. <clears throat> I'm sure that there's, like, intersections and things going on that, like, oh, obviously yeah. we don't see, but... <clears throat> I think we spent more time than we needed to looking at the intersections. It was a, a real challenge to make all those yeah. armor pieces that slide I would imagine and intersect. Yeah, uh, and then the end. We were worried about it for a long time, and in the end, you just look at their faces. You're yeah. watching their their reactions to each other, and their well, and it's time and it's also a, a mess, right? Like that 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 those action sequences with people just sort of jumping into the water. It's just like very quick cuts. It's like watching Saving Private Ryan. I mean, for for real. Like the camera is like all over the place. Like there's so much energy. You're probably you know be able to get away with murder. So you think that that might be like you said that that might have been a time sink that you could have maybe relaxed a little bit on. All things considered, but it's hard to know right at the beginning because yeah. they probably weren't working with final cameras at the beginning. So it's like how do you know how much you're going to get away with? It's better safe than sorry, I guess. Right. Though I mean, we didn't really have final cameras until after animation was done. We were polishing yep. to guesses at what the camera was going to be. So we were still doing those you know, interpenetration fixes yeah, yeah. based yeah. on a guess of what the camera was going to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so for example, of course, if, if it was a close up, we wouldn't care about the skirt and the legs and all that stuff. So we'd still have, you know, based on, on temporary cameras that are, that were not necessarily final, we were still able to, to, you know, cut some of the work, uh, depending on that. But yeah, we did, we did have to animate mostly 360. Um, but yeah, for the armor, as long as it wasn't something very super obvious, uh, I think we could have gotten away with it. Um, right. But yeah. I got a kind of a somewhat related question here from uh, from David, who's um, sneakily in the in the in the, the chat tonight, um, as mentioned before. Are we it it's it it kind of goes along with the the theme of you know, the order in which you do things on a production like this. And um, apparently he had heard rumors. I, 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 you know, I wonder what kind of bird could have possibly came along and told him this story um, that uh, Jabaro's facial animation was done very late in the production. Now, I guess by very late, I guess he's sort of indicating that maybe later than even other productions. What, what, I'm sure there's a story behind this. I would say far later than other productions. We can't, <laughs> we probably can't get too much into it. Uh, yeah, but we, I would say that the um, both main characters were completely redesigned during oh. the production. And so okay. that, you know, kind of resets <clears throat> modeling and it resets yeah. rigging and everything like that. Yeah. And so we had, we were able to transfer all the animation that we started on with the bodies mm. over and then make adjustments for changes in body proportions right. and things like that. But, um, but uh, for facial, yeah. we just waited because we knew like, sure. it's, it's going to, redo the entire facial rig so we can't yeah. do a start facial a facial, yet a, a facial rig is much more things. sensitive to those changes right. basically yeah so Kids that kept remap. pushing things for a while and okay. I, I think all 15 minutes of the facial animation for all characters including the background characters the priests and the other are uh knights 
was done in the last two weeks. Oh, uh, production. wow. And then we realized yeah. a lot of it wasn't working well enough. So then we, oh. I think we added an extra two or three weeks to kind of redo Hebrew's face okay. blend shapes and make them better and then reanimate some scenes, some key scenes. Gee, two weeks. And then it's so, yeah, two yeah too, too bad you didn't know you had like four to begin with, right? That would have yeah. been helpful because I'm sure you had to like cut corners to make two weeks even worse. For sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. Had we yes. known there could have been four weeks, we could have yep. done those blend shape adjustments first and made yeah. things work out there. But you know how things go and you know, trying oh, yes. to rush it. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. You realize there's a problem that you got to re really readjust things. How yeah. different were the uh, were the designs? Like the, going back to the, the drawing board and re redes like redesigning the, the two main characters, was it like a big Extraordinarily difference? Extraordinarily different, yes. Wow. I don't, I oh, don't know if we can, I don't think we should say yeah. it because I don't think Alberto wants information like that out there at the moment. Mm. We'll talk to him later, but very yep. different. Interesting. Let's, let's just say let's just say that if you look at his character designs, there's a lot of uh, out of proportion stuff where like okay. the jaw is to the side and one eye yeah. is much bigger, and then there's yes. some of them are cross-eyed, and, and yeah. some, someone one of them has the nose like broken and yeah. to the side. All the, so all the background lights. Yeah. All yeah. All yeah. of them. They all felt mm -hmm. almost a little bit grotesque, almost in a way, like kind of misshapen. I noticed this about his work. It's so it's it, it yeah. sticks out. It's very 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 clearly a, a direction that stands yes. out. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you can imagine, like, if yeah. changing from one design to another, how much it can impact the yeah. whole rigging and, and the whole energy. Oh my God, two weeks. So, yeah. I would have, I totally would have just been, I, yeah, I just would have went hit under it, a table, basically. It was crazy. I think if, I can imagine. Uh, I kind of wish Chenya would, would be here, which was our, our producer at Agora. Mm. Uh, and she had the numbers of how many shots we got approved for facial right. in the last few weeks. And so, sometimes oh. it was like, oh, 250 shots yeah. uh, in, in the last week or something. Well, uh, it was crazy. Because what's the yeah, runtime on that? What, what, do you get, what's the exact length of the, because it's around, it's after, it's more than 15, right? So. How, how many? Just barely more than, just barely more than 15. Okay, so it's around 15 minutes. Like that's, that's not yeah. a, like, it's not like a two minute short. We're talking about right. 15 minutes. Oh yeah. Luckily, God. there's only two characters in it for most yeah, of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then when there's other characters, there's a lot of other characters. Yeah. Also, Man, with all much. of those, the, all of the people fighting each other and spinning and dancing and jumping into the water and through the bushes and everything like mm -hmm. that, every single one of those people was animated independently on the origin and with reference of an actor or a gymnast right. or things like that. And then they're all assembled into the scene together later so that they're all throwing each other at dancing around yeah, and, each other and stuff and we had to do some take some shortcuts for the for the background characters uh mm -hmm. because initially yeah the plan was to have all of them have full-on uh, facial animations mm -hmm. uh but what we ended up doing is because there's a lot of movement there's a lot of, like you were talking earlier there's a lot of chaos with like mm. water splashing people Beautiful falling chaos. yeah uh horses running in the front of people cloth everywhere um and <laughs> and all the and, things oh it has all the things so, those shots so so the facial for the background characters we kind of wanted to you know we had we had to make it faster so what we mm -hmm. did is we did these these few facial poses of like one yelling uh right. one one crunching um and uh some some i think some other ones but i can't can't remember which ones like a library uh, of facial uh, poses basically maybe a neutral more neutral one Facial animations, uh, even there was like squeeze and and there oh, was some okay. like jiggle to it and like compression and then open and and some overshoot and stuff like right. that. Right. So, yeah, okay. and then and then we took those and then we it, <laughs> just, they were studio library animation right. clips, and this yep. is where we would like stitch them together the crap out to, of them, match, yeah. to match to <laughs> match yeah. whatever yeah. was happening in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that was how all the background characters were oh, done. So yeah, man, we really that had to me. cut corners. Yeah. I was gonna say also. Uh, an inside look at how that section is kind of built, which is different than a lot of other productions where with a lot of productions, you would have like, okay, here's shot 27 a or something. And then there's like three knights that run in one jumps over the other guy. And then you animate that. But instead, because they had gymnasts with reference and we did everybody on the origin on, it was like a full, he would run in, he would spin, he would jump, he would flip and he would slam himself into the ground. And that then takes, seven shots in the final film so it has to work from every angle because he's shooting 27a from this angle and then 28 from this angle and then 30 from this angle all of the same animation so that it all um, runs together and it's all working there so all of those things work in 3d space uh, so that they can all be seen from any angle right 
Um, so speaking of cutting corners, um, I think the obvious thought for most people would probably, and I, and I know the answer to this question, but just for the benefit of, of the audience in, uh, in chat, uh, mocap for background characters, for anything, was it something that you, um, you considered? Is it something you tried? Uh, tell us about that. We definitely tried. Um, okay. I knew, again, I knew Alberto from a long time ago. I know he doesn't. Mm -hmm usually like mocap uh, for mm -hmm. for artistic reasons mm -hmm. uh, because it just looks better it's it's very it's very similar and I can see why people think that mocap would be so much faster and you can modify mocap and everything mm -hmm. uh, but if you if you get some amazing you get you, basically if you if you don't do mocap you get to, to have the animator do his artwork completely. Yeah from mm -hmm. scratch and that does it like it's not something that you can necessarily point out to but that's something you can feel uh at least that's how i see it uh and i think that that's pretty much how alberto sees it as well uh, so that's why all of his shorts from from the previous ones uh up to hibaro was all keyframe animations right uh, for that specific reason uh but for this one again we were very short on time so we're like okay so maybe for background characters you know let's let's have a look let's see what we can do with it uh but it would it would instantly stand out um so we tried right. yeah it didn't feel right um we tried it um and it it just it just didn't work so we ended up just going back to 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 keyframe animation yeah we should just mention that uh, it was the two I... of us plus matt demuro was the third animation <laughs> supervisor and he has an uh, mocap suit and so he tried it we were thinking trying we could maybe cleverly cut some corners and make things faster but it just stood out like a sore thumb when we put it in there and we all immediately knew that it wasn't going to work. Hmm. It wasn't a right fit. Yeah. Interesting. So just, just the fact that it has to filter through a human mind, an artistic mind, um, even though you're using video reference um, to help get a basic sense mm -hmm. of staging and timing, um, just that process of, of, of recreating um, allowed, allowed artists to get there quicker, basically, and, and get there, get, 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 to, get to the, the final product that was, was fitting right and sitting right inside of Alberto's mind, basically. The, the other, it just didn't feel right otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and also, because um, uh, if even if we used mocap, uh, of course we can clean it up, we can remove things. Hmm. But yep. the work that we would have to remove and then we would mm. have to reanimate, yeah. it ended yeah, yeah. up not saving a lot of time either. Right. And it would it ended up almost being the same amount of work of, of going through the reference right uh, and just you know getting your mind into it and just doing it so yeah what do you like so sure. when you're when you're working on something like this when you're when you're working with video because i mean obviously the video reference was shot by alberto so he's he's expecting you to be using that as a reference because he's like he's he's like i got it this is basically the shot with maybe a bunch of notes maybe sometimes more than others um in your mind as you're animating these shots with this reference like how do you how do you approach it is it is you do you break down the main poses or are you like what's your i'm wondering what your individual approaches are or is there was there a systemic approach um for animators to make everything look the same way like what, what did that look like i the, I, I was always straight into sorry remy go ahead sorry go ahead. i should, I should no, I'll, from now ahead. on i'll go pick ahead. somebody to go because I, I i realize <laughs> i'm not really giving anybody a particular prompt my bad you go ben, i you tend go to Jason. start straight into spline right away working from the i do the first pose uh to match the reference and then from there i use i do the cog just following the whole shot um straight okay. ahead spline um to to get the feeling of the reference i know other people did slightly different things but uh that's that was my workflow and that's even what i do in other animated features as well mm. uh, recently instead of pose to pose method okay and so yeah. that gave you it gave you room to embellish and to exaggerate as well, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Remy, did you have a similar approach or did it look uh, completely different? Yeah, no, no, I think it's it's fairly similar. I think if you wanna if you wanna have all the details um, that you're looking for from a very realistic uh, style mm -hmm. uh, and you're following reference, uh, personally I go straight ahead uh as well for these for these shots. Uh, okay. and also although obviously since it's all in in 360 i would often like do this chunk uh and then look around and mm -hmm. play it in, in different angles making sure all the weight is at the right place uh right. even though it, you know it doesn't follow the reference perfectly mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, that's that that would be my process. But then there there was some other very creative animators who would have completely different mm. uh, process of of animating, where one would use like this uh, sphere. Shout out to to Evan, um, and he would use this sphere for the COG, and then attach it to the sphere, and then that would be that would be the the you know isolated just the COG, mm -hmm. just the hips to follow the reference. Uh, right. And then he'd do the same thing, but for the leg, and then right. the other same thing for the wow. other leg, and then the torso, and then the the head, and then the hands. Uh, so he would end up having different keys uh, on different mm -hmm. limbs yeah. at different times. Yeah, uh, so that ended up having this very organic feel yeah. to all of his animations. Yeah, uh, because yeah. it's not it's not like always perfectly timed. Exactly. He, There's he follows offsets the reference. built right in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I, I thought that. That was very creative uh, of him. Be really, yeah. It could be really interesting to do a demo at some point, you know, get one of the two of you or maybe even both of you one day. Because I think a lot of people would love to know. Like, I mean, because if you could shoot some reference and you and you have a good process to be able to break it down, you could technically animate like that too. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, you know, obviously it takes experience, um, but but a lot of it comes down to technique as well. So I'd be kind of curious if uh, that's that'd be something to follow up on one day. That'd be cool. Food for thought. Yeah, it would be awesome. Um, sure. Okay. Um, there's a question here. Another, well, hold on. Let me let me hit somebody else up that hasn't had a question asked yet. Uh, this is a good one. Nice and juicy. Nice and technical. There's a lot of a lot of water slash blood simulations and sometimes the two of those things mixing together uh, and characters interacting with it. Did you work, um, uh, sorry, yeah, did you work with this constraint? Um, I don't know what they mean by that, that as a specific constraint, but I guess like, did it have an impact on, um, on, uh, working with the animation of the characters? A little bit, but not, it wasn't like there was a lot of back and forth with it. The, all the mm. simulations were driven by animation, okay. uh, the water, the blood, the, the beads, everything was driven by what animation did. It came okay. after that in the process right. where there was a little bit of a constraint to it was that like when she's standing in the water and, or dancing in the water or anything, and she's just kind of like ankle deep, the, we had to do all the body animation first and then send it so they could start um, doing the simulations. But remember, the character changed the design. The, we, yeah. didn't, we weren't able to go through with facial and stuff, so we never finaled any of those shots. We just had to do the basic body motion. And then from that point on, we couldn't touch the feet. So even if we later decided, you know, I wish I could polish that up or something, we couldn't really do too much because the simulation had already been run um, mm -hmm. for the interaction of her ankles down with the feet and the water and right. everything like that, right, and right, other right. similar cases like that. And then, and I think that's a, that's another thing that we could say of, of Alberto is that he's very conscious of how long it takes for animation uh, to 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 animate these shots and, and animate mm -hmm. that realistically. Uh, so he would always tend to try as much as possible to change everything around animation instead mm. of changing the animation itself. Right. Especially the animation kind of... Since he's ahead, so sorry. like specific about his, his animation direction yeah. and, and yeah. what he wants. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he's like, hey, you know, guys, uh, that rock, forget about it. Move it move it to the side because now the right. animation is here. Right. Um, so yeah, you would do a lot animation of that. was king basically. It's like it was the it was the performance, and everything could be malleable to sort of support and not get in the way of animation, basically. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Even the set designs uh, were <clears throat> often retrofitted to fit yeah, the animation, like footsteps or which rock he climbs on. They would remodel yeah. the rock so that it fit with the placement of mm. the hands and the feet and everything like that. That's nice to hear. I've, I've been a lot of productions where that's not really clearly pointed out or called out. And so like, there's this weird struggle between multiple departments and it's like, it's hard to know who, where does that, where does the tie go? Does it go to like, is it just you flipping a coin? But I, I, I guess it gave a little bit of security in your mind, knowing that, look, follow the reference, make it look good. And <laughs> someone's going to figure the rest out basically. Totally, which is another system, one yeah. of those benefits of having the one person who is designing everything yeah. and running the entire show yep. the way he wants. So he said, yep. animators, do what you need to do, That's right. and the rock will fit to what you do. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, it's I, it's funny because when I when I watched it, I saw I watched the the, the the kind of the teaser a long time ago, and I saw this woman kind of like running backwards and like like her hands hitting the water. I'm just thinking this is the kind of stuff that nightmares are made out of when it comes to animating because there's just literally like 
everything, everything. Like these are scary things to typically have to deal with, like interactions. But it's 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 awesome that um, that you just sort of had to not really worry about it so much. But were there were there struggles there at times? Like, I mean, was the references shot in water? Like, did did it feel like you know when when people were interacting with it that the references even showed that there was a bit of drag and friction, or did you have to add that in as animators, basically? Excellent question. So yes, there was reference shot in a pool. Um, Alberto okay. shot himself underwater for all the scenes of knights of that were kind of did. like trying <laughs> to awesome. swim back up to the surface yeah. and stuff, which was awesome. Uh, and um, I forgot the second part of your question, but yes, it was done underwater. <laughs> there were right. oh problems with reference. Mm. There, I, I did a couple shots where they're like interacting and touching each other. She like moves her arm down his body and yes there's no armor in the reference uh, and course. so like the shape of her arm or how close she is to his mm. body or what the bend is like all has to be rethought because there's yeah. that extra depth there's an extra like shape that he she has to move around and yeah like the contours different yeah. yeah so there's a lot of yeah changes like that that have to happen yeah yeah sure. yeah interesting Remy, did you have anything no, that's 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 pretty much it. Oh, okay. <laughs> were, were the actors wearing armor, like in like no. like were they? Okay, yeah. So like all, so pretty much all of that stuff. So that would even going back to the earlier question about mobility. It's like mm -hmm. that being an afterthought. Animators had to like suddenly be like, oh boy, like you said, like modifications yeah. were literally. I guess that's another example though, right? The fact that you could be like, hey, uh, this person wouldn't even be able to move like this. Can we make a change to the actual mesh or the actual design of the armor to make that make it that make it make sense? Basically, like this again, totally. animation being king, it put you in a position that you didn't have to like suddenly you know do the impossible and make a character move because that's the that armor is always tricky right because i don't know if anyone's ever really tried on a big suit of armor but it is not what i would call a uh a flexible experience it's not like this you know not, not the spandex experience that we're used to in a motion capture suit that's that's for sure um right i got one here from bane 57 hello bane 57 long time no see uh which one he's got three which one's more juicy yeah, I want this one. I like this one. All right. So from both of your perspectives, we'll start with Remy. What was the most difficult scene that you animated? And uh, which one would be your favorite, regardless of what you worked on in the entire uh, in, in the entire episode? Okay. I think the, the hardest one that I got to animate was um, whenever she would yell. Um, she would have all of these oh, yeah. like, crazy shakes in her yeah. hands as yeah. she was yelling. Uh, that did not read well in 3D when mm. we were just, you know, taking the same frames as they would. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, there was definitely that. And then sometimes they would shake, but with collisions with her body as she uh, goes yeah. on her neck and everything. Uh, so that definitely took a lot of time to, to put that in because we wanted to make sure that we get the same feel of it, but not necessarily right. copy it because it, it wouldn't read well. Huh. Um, so yeah, there was a there was a lot of that for me. For, That's for that deceptive too, right? Because there's just it's really just a, a, a hell pose with like with with noise on top of it. You'd think that would not be the most difficult thing, but it's like always the little things, right? It's always the little yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, and it, 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 it there's different types of noise sometimes, and this yeah. one had you know I don't know yeah. it was it was all about that feel of of it making it, it, making it feel right. Um, it turned out i'm not just trying to butter you up but like it turned out like whatever you ended up coming up with was awesome because it felt so visceral like i could like honestly feel this this sort of strain and anguish every single time that she did it it was super like like it, it left an impact on me i remember thinking i don't know what they're doing there's some sort of black magic going on behind that 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 whole moment but uh it it, it definitely it definitely read in the end that's that's for sure so yeah and, and it's not it's not just in the ends too, right? Because if you shake yeah, your hands, no. your body ends up shaking. Oh too. yeah, and then, absolutely. And then the, the deeper you go and the, into more details, you go into yeah. the reference and see how yeah. it all affects the, yes. the actress or the dancer. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. Everything moves. Yeah. Well, um, and it, it felt like she was screaming with her whole body, but like, yes. it like. And like it really felt like it was coming deep from within her. Um, it didn't just feel something superficial that some actor was just trying to put on top to make it look cool. It was like, no, 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 that was like legit. Someone was screaming for their life. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very cool. And so, okay, so what's your favorite out of the entire episode, regardless oh, of what you worked on? Honestly, I know that's a hard one. Any the ending, the ending that the, right. the the last dance of of uh, Hibaru mm. is always getting to me. I always have chills. It's always like crazy. Right. Uh, right. Even from from the first time I saw the the animatic, mm. even it was yeah. like 
because Alberto even does his animatics with with audio and with music. Of you course know? he does. Uh, so so even there, you get the feeling of it and the, the all, all the emotions. Um, right. That, yeah. So to me, it's like the whole section, this whole ending section for me. Jacob, your turn. Hardest um, and my favorite. The hardest for me personally, I don't know. I I watched a lot of people do some really hard shots. <laughs> uh, my personal struggle, I think, was uh, kind of the one that I already mentioned, where she's kind of like moving her arm across him, and it's where they're <clears throat> they're touching and interacting, and she's in his arms, and he's moving his arms all over, and then he puts his arm around her neck and pulls her in for a kiss when they're on the waterfall. That was a really challenging thing just because of the amount of interaction and like I said, how much had to be adjusted from the reference. So you're kind of making some new things up because of the size of his hands or the size yep. of the armor or the length of her arms, um, which is very different from when it's just him like standing there with a sword or something that's, it's all kind of related to itself. But when it's two separate bodies and all their arms intertwined and everything like that, it gets really challenging. Um, my favorite one is probably the same moment. It's the end with the, the final dance number, but it's one of Remy's shots where she is screaming with her whole body and it's so visceral and I love it. It's very cool. Yeah. I don't know if it's funny. It's like, it's, it, it just something about that, those shots, every single time she screams, it just, and I love it later on. And I don't want to spoil it for people, but there's a moment where, where her, her scream doesn't really work all that well. And like watching her, like just like there's just this this overwhelming overwhelming discomfort with this like it's just is there something so profound about that moment where that she lost it and then of course um she ends up kind of getting it back well i mean she doesn't lose it you got you want everyone to watch it i don't want to ruin the whole story but it's uh there's a there's a moment where that doesn't go as as planned and uh it's uh i don't know the, the contrast between the, the those moments are pretty huge okay i have another question and we're almost around oh lightning round yeah exactly i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll do um i'll do one here one more from bane um which was oh well, this one this is a, this is a, this is a pretty cool question how about do you think a full-length film of that quality and style would be feasible and if so how long yeah. would it take to make in your mind yeah how long and how much years money? yeah yeah i mean yeah. anything's possible for sure yeah. it's it's yeah. a matter of time right because yeah, yeah, it yeah. took a long time to do this and it's a very oh yeah a passion intensive thing that yeah. you, you got to have that sustained for a long time. You know, yeah. Get that done. Yeah. 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 How many hours do you think it took um, animation hours, work hours, or maybe that's something you can't share. If Shenmue was here, she could tell you very precisely how many animation yeah, hours. It's like, I, I don't, I don't know exactly. A lot, but it was, a lot uh, the production was uh, <laughs> in animation. We were probably six months. Does that sound right? Remy? Something yeah. like six months. If we don't count the the, the small extension <laughs> that only us uh, had mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks, um, yeah. and you know the the pre prod of just us figuring out some stuff at the beginning. David yeah, said that, eight months yeah. total. Although yeah, uh, for the first first month, we probably weren't doing much. <laughs> there was there was not there was not a lot of work with the the way the pipeline was set up. We didn't have a lot to do in the mm -hmm. beginning. There was mm -hmm. probably seven months of real strong animation going, and we had a team of twenty two people, I believe, okay. for animation. And all all the work was included. done. Was there other teams involved, or was it just Agora the Gora team that was doing it for animation uh, and rigging? Agora was the only team oh, wow. involved. Holy moly! Everything else um, was with Pinkman. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Which is that's the, that's his own production company, correct? Right. Right. Yeah. So modeling, texturing, uh, surfacing, uh, lighting, simulations, right. all of that's amazing. His, his being Alberto's. Right. Alberto's, yeah, yes. Which Alberto's is, production is... company. Yeah, and that's that's his studio that he builds for every single project. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's never the same people. So on all right. all the well, there is some people who, who stay kind of kind of like me, and I sometimes yeah, like, yeah. Hey, hey, I know, I you know, I know you. <laughs> You're like a piece of the You're furniture, apparently. Of, <laughs> yeah, like what one of the two people that I know from these twenty, these group of twenty people that worked on the previous yeah. one, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But he basically like rebuilds everything from the ground up, and he has to. To redo the whole pipeline and and how things are going to talk between departments and everything, um, right? So yeah, it's crazy. Um, I'm going to end with this last question here with uh, with from David. Um, in case unless there's if there's other questions lingering out there, now's a, now's a, uh, the time to to drop them. We can uh, maybe go like one or two minutes late if you if you have a question that didn't get. Uh, wow, David just dropped the the big stat. Thirteen. Come on, really. 
thirteen thousand hours. Oh, he's just doing the math, I guess. Basically, eight months plus the team yes. of twenty-two. He's twenty-two just, people, yeah. right? He's just a little. <laughs> he's just a little sharper and faster than me, obviously. Um. So, um, yeah. So this this we covered this a little while ago. This is this this general question of the man, the legend, right? Um. I, I you know, and this is a loaded question in many ways. I think so. I want to. I don't want it to turn into that. Like it, it could feel like a loaded question because when you ask just point blank, what's it like to work with somebody? It's like, ugh. um, I mean. I think we touched on it, right? This idea of someone who's got that kind of strong vision, like, it, like, do you like? I would let me let me let me like let me try to project a little bit. Maybe it'll it'll kind of break the ice a little bit on this question. I would be nervous as hell working for him because obviously he is very talented, and I would just be worried that like my shots are never going to get approved. Like, is it like is it difficult to please him? Is he like is he a perfectionist? Um, like he sounds like he's a weird mix of being like this perfectionist visionary, but at the same time also respects and understands how complicated animation is. So it's like he gets it, but also at the same time he needs to push hard. Otherwise, he's not going to have this beautiful piece of work at the end that he's obviously pushing for. So mixed feeling time. Just drop it uh, um, on 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 um, on the uh, on the table. What do you think? I, I think he's awesome. No, no, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, he's such an incredible creative force that oh, it man. is intimidating, Clearly. but uh, he's awesome to work with. And all yeah. the things that you said are a great summation that he understands and respects all areas of the process. And he was an animator himself, so he understands the that difficulties helps. and the challenges, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and everything involved in it. Um, and yeah, you just you want to give him everything he wants so that it yeah. turns out to be the best version of his vision that you can get. Yeah. Like, it's just a lot of yeah. trust, probably, right? Like, I would imagine just like, look, if he says it needs to change, I don't doubt him for one second because I know what his films always end up looking like. So there must be like, there, like it, I'm sure it's demanding, but I'm sure at the same time, it, it, it could be worse, right? You could be working with a very demanding client that doesn't get it, who doesn't yeah. have a really strong vision. And you feel like a lot of those hours are just going to get poured into like, just like right into the trash bin, basically. But, you know, when it comes to yes. this, it's, um, you know, sorry, Remy, you're, I think you were going to dump it's some thoughts. Oh, yeah, my, well, I, I was just going to add that it's it's also it's also not hard to to jump on the bandwagon, you know, in the yeah, sense that sure. we know we know that he's, he's this amazing. He's, he's definitely proved yeah. himself in the past few Clearly. years with, yeah, with yeah, all yeah. of his other projects. Uh, so everybody that, that were working with us on the, on that show were, were thrilled uh, to, to just be working on it, you know. Okay. Uh, so so it's it's very easy to, to just be like, Okay, I'm gonna do anything, you know. Just yeah. tell me what to do, and I'm gonna do it. <laughs> totally. Um, just point me in a direction, and I will attack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was and gonna add that he. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't go ahead. Well, there, and there's definitely that trust that you mentioned as well. Oh um, yeah. With Agora, because obviously we worked with with him for for past projects. Well, that's it. Like, there's clearly a relationship forming there. I think that he clearly, like, he wouldn't keep coming back for more uh, Agora action if it wasn't working out. You know what I mean? Both ways. Um, so obviously the art, the artists that are getting a chance to work on this, they get to benefit from something amazing coming out that will live on their portfolio for probably for a long time. I would imagine the, his, his work always seems very, you know, timeless. You know what I mean? I don't imagine a lot of his work looking back 10 years from now going, uh, it's so dated. I feel like there's something about it because of the abstract sort of like, you know, abstract realism that he uses, even in the environment where like, I mean, everything about this, this freaking film, I remember just like literally just jaw gaping while looking at the, the cause it's a friggin' forest. I'd like to add to the whole, the whole complexity, right? The level of detail that needs to be in there. Oh man. So like, it's uh you get that, right. You get that. Uh, if you get, get a chance to work on something like this and obviously he's getting what he wants too, because he's obviously shipping these things and it's uh it's kind of exploding on the scene when it does. Um, Jake, yeah. you had something you want to and say, I think. I was going to add that um, it, in terms of animation, he certainly set us up for success, that he knew exactly right. what he wanted. He shot all the shot reference. reference. Yeah. And if, if we achieve what's in the reference, then yeah. it's great. And so I saw someone ask the question, was he ever unhappy with a shot? Yeah, I was going to ask Surprisingly, no. Like he, really? He was always super excited to see everything that we were showing him. That's he was, cool. He was like typing in all caps when he would type of, of like, this is fucking <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Um, that's and it was just, good. it was so rewarding to get that excitement back from him. And we were also doing the same excitement to every other department along the way. You know, it's right. so cool to see all this stuff. <laughs> but he certainly set us up for success that he knew what he wanted and he showed us. 
And so we were able to achieve that then. And the team, the entire animation team was knocking it out of the park consistently. Which yeah. Was awesome. yeah. So there wasn't even like there wasn't that one because every production I've been on, there's always like that one shot that for whatever reason, you just can't get past the director because it's just like in, a, in not, not because the animator is not doing the job, but because the shot is uh -huh. having a hard time working, you know, based on like, you know, just the way the camera plays out and the way that the edit works. It just for some reason, you know, it's like that one unloved friggin' stepchild of a shot. Yeah, no, I don't think there was anything that was a super big problem unless you remember anything differently, Remy. There were a couple that were like, we need to change a couple things now that we see it in the yeah. cut. Or yeah. um, I remember at the very beginning, the first couple of times we showed him shots, he was pointing out some stuff that we missed. Um, and then we were like, oh my gosh, how did we not see that? <laughs> and then after that, it was all good. And it was wow. building that trust relationship right. further again. And then he was, right. he was trusting of us very much. Yeah, I think I think at some point even it was more us who were who were looking Probably. at the shots and we're not happy. We're, we right. were, you know, we were, we're pushing looking... further than he would have. Yeah, asked, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, for, well, that's for a few shots. Yeah, that's a nice feeling, though, right? Like it's it's it, it people we talk a lot about like crunch and we talk a lot about like working you know really hard. And one thing that often comes up and I've always said this about overtime and working on hard on a production, try to ship something is when you get caught up in that hype yourself. And you feel like you are like uh, you're you're almost possessed with this desire to achieve something. Um, it um, it feels a lot better and it's a lot more sustainable when you put in you know the extra time and effort as opposed to those productions are just poorly run. The vision is kind of boring. There's not you know not really into it. You kind of feel like man, this you know maybe this is how bankers feel. Basically, like you suddenly feel like you know that dream job of working as an animator is suddenly you know that those are the hard ones where you have to like be forced to do the overtime and work really really hard these 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 kind of productions where you're just like you're your own biggest critic because you just want it to be that much better because you just you're just part of something huge right you know that when this thing is done you're going to be so freaking proud of it um so I, I guess that was probably pretty pretty clear from the very beginning I imagine especially because his animatic was so awesome i'm sure you you took the first look at that and went oh my god can oh it's funny it's funny because i mean i uh I mean, I guess that would probably even act as a really nice uh, uh, recruiting tool, probably even, right? If you were looking for animators, you just have to show them like, well, this is going to be the film. They're like, uh, I'm going to sign up immediately. <laughs> Did you have trouble finding the right kind of crew for this? Like, was it difficult know. finding animators or did you like, were you like Noah? People were just flocking when they heard that you guys were working on a, another one of his masterpieces, basically. Um, yeah? There were a few people who were very interested to work on an Alberto short. There were a number of people that weren't really familiar with his work, but they had excellent reels. And uh, once they saw what was going on, they were super interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we are out of time. It is seven minutes after the hour. Um, I, um, I think I got through all of the questions, I think. Pretty sure I did. Um, if you, for some reason, did not get a question um, asked or answered, we are going to be having another stream um, Friday. We're talking about setting something up, uh, which is going to be an official conversation with. This was sort of like a primer, which is why I was taking flack for treating it like a conversation. I get in this, these weird patterns. Like as soon as we go do a show, there's like a, for me, it's like there's a warm up period. We're just talking about stuff. And David's right. This was supposed to be 100% Q&A. But I think we got through everything, which is great. So if you are interested in hearing more and or you have some questions that didn't quite get answered uh, or or even maybe you had a question that you just thought of between now and then then show up on friday i believe that's when we're pl we're plotting to currently have uh, another stream about this but it will be a, a an actual conversation with i don't know exactly who's going to be showing up to that um i know that um i think uh, yeah i don't know i haven't looked at the, the, the guest list but um are, are either of you coming to that i think you probably were i think we both are and i think matt is as well the third okay oh man we're having like, the, the, the trifecta mm -hmm. okay cool right awesome okay so uh thank you gentlemen for uh taking the time uh to just hang out and uh, nerd out about obviously something that everyone's very excited by right now that's going to be probably the talk of the town the animation town for probably the next several weeks um uh, we'll david says friday. it's next friday next friday not oh no friday. okay not this coming friday it's next friday okay good all right good this is all this is all happening like in real time today when we were deciding about trying to set some up uh some so that's that week is actually gonna have two streams which is uh pretty cool because obviously we want to fit this one in so thank you for showing up tonight and we'll see you again i guess next friday and we can dig a little deeper into this cheers guys thanks for having us
thanks for having us. Always. Anytime, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Um, so, uh, if, if this conversation wasn't enough to get you excited to, uh, go and check out the, uh, this, the short, um, short, I guess, it, I guess you call it a short film, really. I mean, they're called episodes because that's the way that they've modeled the, uh, the, the love, death and robots seasons. They're like seasons with episodes, but the episodes are all very, very different lengths. Like there's no set framework. It, they really are just a series of short films. They called episodes. Um, you should definitely check it out because uh, and I would, I would suggest you check out all of the stuff that he's done. Cause there's something, something about it. That's hard to really fully grasp in my mind. Um, it's just his way of, you know, it's just like any artist that, that it is, that's, that's exciting. It's like you, they see the world a certain way and we, and people just generally like the way they see the world and, and the way that they, they, they communicate visually is uh, very specific and fresh. And, um, I, I've been a fan of his ever since I first saw, um, the first time I ever saw his work was, was the witness. And I didn't know who he was. I knew that Agora had done some work on it and I started getting kind of curious. And, um, then I started to kind of follow the news a little bit more on what he was working on and, um, sort of, made sure that I watched everything that he, that he has uh, sort of worked on ever since. So it's very cool that Agora has continued to get to work with uh, someone like that. And um, even more cool that we get to then pick the people's brains that worked on it like we did tonight. So come back for more uh, Jabaro action and conversation next Friday. I don't even know what the date is for next Friday, but it, it sounds like it would be in June. Um, yeah, next Friday, the 3rd of June. Um, I don't know when it is going to be on the schedule yet, but uh, you can check socials as it will obviously get advertised as soon as it gets set up. So uh, that's it for me. And uh, hopefully you all are having an amazing evening and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. Agora Community is a free resource for artists in the animation, visual effects, and gaming industries, providing daily educational material, free rigs, and assets. We also have a range of experts you can purchase affordable animation reviews from to help you level up your skills. You can check it all out at agora.community. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for updates on upcoming conversations and free animation quick tips. So, until next time. Stay tuned and stay animated.